right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, set your sleep timers and pull up your socks. And if you have high water pajamas, get ready because the boars, they are arising because it's time for Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. And this episode of Sleep With Me is sponsored by Audible. And I want to thank Audible for supporting the show. Now, Audible, I'm sure you all have heard of them, but just in case you haven't, they're a provider of audiobooks. They got about 180,000 annual audiobooks. In addition to falling asleep, are a great thing. I just So once I knew Audible was going to sponsor the show, uh, I of course, I downloaded a book, and I downloaded Infinite Jest, which I just started reading. Spoiler alert. And the audiobook is uh, uh, narrated by Sean Pratt, who's really going well. And we could talk about Infinite Jest, or I could talk about it, but it's just been on my to-do list. And as a lot of you know, I have dyslexia, so that's one reason I've been putting off reading this book. And I said, well, Jesus, this is a good experiment, it is that I can read Infinite Jest, and I can listen to it either at the same time, or what I'm doing right now is when I'm doing chores, or I got some sorting stuff going on at work, I can put on the audiobook and re-listen or pre-listen. So I'll be listening and testing out Infinite Jest uh, and reading it, and if anybody wants to talk about it, let me know. But that's what I'm doing with the first test of Audible here. Uh, but they're offering it as a 30-day free trial. You go to audible.com slash lulls. That's our special code, L-U-L-L-Z. Uh, so Audible slash Lulz and download a free audiobook. You sign up for a 30-day free trial. And let me know what book, uh, what's the best Harry Potter and uh, book to do chores to? Or, you know, who, who, who does one person narrate all Margaret Atwood's books or do a bunch of people? Or you could you could download Infinite Jest. I mean, you want to talk about bang for your buck for your, if you're for, for, for a free trial? I mean, you're getting your money's worth with Infinite Jest. You really can't go wrong. It's a sleep with me. Oh, it's a, so go to audible.com slash lows. This is a huge way to support the show. Try out an audiobook. Let me know which book you downloaded. And let's really blow Audible's mind. Let's like as many of you as possible to sign up for this trial and let Audible know and let me know that you're out there and you're taking part in this. And I want to thank Audible again, audible.com slash lulls, and let's get on to the show. Uh, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble falling asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that's here to put you to sleep. We do with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to do the rest. And what I'm going to do is create a safe place where you can set aside whatever's been running through your brain, whatever's going on with your body, whatever it is you're going through or dealing with, whatever it is that every time you kind of try to close your eyes or relax, it kind of it jockeys for your attention. It says, hey, pay attention to me, or hey, why didn't you do this, or hey, if only, or, or all those things. Whatever it is, I'm going to take my voice here, and I'm going to send it across the deep, dark night. And whether you're home with somebody else that's asleep or whatever's going on, I want to be here to take your mind off of it, okay? I want to try to distract you. I'm going to use lulling, soothing tones, pointless meanders, pregnant pauses, 
detail, without nuance, nuance without sense, you know, words without knowing their meaning, really. Uh, tonight we're going to talk about, well, tonight we're going to switch it up. It's our Breaking Bad Metastasis show, but we're going to start out with a new uh, order of the segment. So it's going to be a kind of nonsensical language learning story to start with words that I, uh, with the vocabulary words I learned from Metastasis, the Breaking Bad uh, uh, remake, or I think that's what you call it even though I've done like 30 episodes of the show. And then we're going to do, uh, uh, then I'll talk about the corresponding Breaking Bad episode. And it's just a, to, to mix things up and see if this makes the show work for a few more people. That uh, the, the, the metastasis stuff will be next and then the Breaking Bad stuff. And everything in here is done in a way that'll be lulling and soothing and with with you in mind, so so I, I'm not gonna try to. Uh, so I, I do my best to do my recaps in the most lulling, soothing way I can. And if it's your first couple of times here, you might be wondering who am I, what what am I doing, why all those things. Well, who am I? I'm Scooter, aka Dear Scooter, aka Old Scooch, your boyfriend, and I just happen to enjoy. And I just happen to have a storytelling, it's not quite a skill, uh, but it's similar to a skill. I have the near ability to tell interesting stories. I can get to moderately interesting on the, I think it was the, uh, I think Kelvin, before he invented the, uh, that thermometer, had a storytelling scale. And when I tell stories, it's like, you know, some people like tell a story, like a Grandpa Simpson story, you know, the needle will just barely move. Or then if you're listening to like a really refined story, like on The Moth or Mortified or Snap Judgment or something like that, you know, then the Calvin scale will be like, you know, in the green, a high green, you know, still safe levels of great storytelling. But when Scoots goes, when I start telling my stories, they say it's not in the Grandpa Simpsons where it's like very little activity. And it's not in the green zone. It's kind of in that old yellow zone. You know, you see with those, I don't know, if are those analog meters, the round ones with the thing? You know, kind of like a meat thermometer. With my stories, you'd say, is the oven on? It's it, Well, it must be on. I don't know what's going on with your oven. It's just, uh, it's going to need about 12 more hours in the oven. You know, where you got, the thermometer even has an Ira glass, the picture, like a, well, it's more of a caricature of Ira glass on the thermometer. You know, that's when you're roasted. You say, wow, that's perfect. You just, you know, a new Ira glass thermometer, perfect roast chicken. And I say that because that's the hardest, you know, thing to roast, I think. Not because, and you know, not trying to make a point other than, anyway, see, that this is like live, you see, well, it's, yeah, the oven's on, it's, the thermometer's not at zero. I mean, I suppose if you, I've heard of it rarely happening where someone gets their temperature taken and it's below normal, and you say, well, geez, that's, that's odd. And that's what a lot of people say when they listen to the pike. It's like if you went to the doctor and your temperature... Like you were perfectly normal, you went through, and they said, "Well, let me just take your temperature. Everything seems great." 
And then the doctor took it a few times and said, we say, Doc, what's my temperature? 75 degrees. That's odd. You say, that's about my podcast. If 98.7 or whatever the heck is normal, 99, 98.7, is that what it is? Um, mine's about 75 degrees, you know. You say anything below that, they'd say, the doctor wouldn't say it's odd, you know. I, I'm sure if this human was 75, I'm sure the doctor, well, I don't know. This is, again, that's why I tell the moderately interesting stories. But yeah, so I'm like 70, you know. Uh, on a scale of, you know, 0 to 98.7, I'm a 75, but that's like a sliding scale, you know, because, you know, there's rare, rare, you know, am I making sense here? Probably a little bit. That's, there you go. That's another notch on the scale. That, that would be a different, probably you'd have to buy a different one. You put that in there and you say, is Scooter making any sense? You say, well... I don't know, what is that? is that? It looks a little bit like the symbol for pi, but not quite. And I see, is it, is it Cyrillic? Did you buy this at the Russian market? You say, no, no, that's, that's the, yeah, scooters, symbols. Don't, see over there, the Ira, Ira Glass, that's when you want your chicken, right there, where it says Ira Glass. And you say, well, what, what if I want to roast a beast, like on, uh, you know, uh, like on Christmas with the Grinch or whatever? You say, okay, well, that one is, uh, you see, you're getting a little bit like Scooter. You're getting way off track. We, we, why, how do we get caught up in a, and you say, I don't know. I think, see, he was trying to explain his podcast, and then I thought, the uh, maybe the oven's on and it's open. And you say, oh, yeah, the guy came by. He changed it from natural gas to ether gas. I say, okay, now it's all starting to make sense, you know, in a, a nonsensical way. So I don't know. Sometimes these, sometimes these metaphors come together. This one is not seem. It's seeming like something you put in the oven at two hundred degrees, and you know that didn't do anything. Uh, but the thing is about the podcast is if you did that in a regular situation, your guests get there, you pull it out, and you're like, oh boy, not cook, you know, not you turn to mush at two hundred degrees in the oven for six hours. It was, say, yeah, this is sorry, boss. But with the podcast, you don't have guests coming over. That's the best part. I'll be in your kitchen talking to the guests while you go and curl up in your bed and snuggle in, get comfy. And instead of the guests coming to the house to eat, I'm, I'm entertaining all those little voices in your brain. All those other little synapses firing to get your attention. I'll be in the kitchen with them. And I'll, you know, just like this podcast isn't quite this boring, but for your, for metaphorically, I'll just start opening kitchen drawers, kind of like that seagull on uh, Little Mermaid. And I'll start pulling stuff out, like the oven thermometer, like I already did. I I mean, I kind of ruined those. They weren't jokes either. I say, you know, I'll take out the spork and just like that one tousled its hair. You know, and they'll say, well, can you come up with something unique? And I said, well, the, yeah, you had that one earlier. And then I'll, uh, you know, I'll probably, if I, if you have a cheese grater and a wooden spoon, you know, I can do a mean pretend steel drum. And then, you know, maybe I'll wear something as a hat. I don't know. Do you have a trivet? What is a trivet? One, do you have one? Three, would that make a good hat or a, co- a calendar? Whatever, the thing for the pasta, I could definitely, that's more of a, a chapeau. And I'll just be, so I'll be doing that in your kitchen. Don't worry, I'll reorganize everything. 
Your iroglass collectible meat thermometers will not be damaged in any way, except the damage I already did when I touched them, and you know, which you, you see, you should. But this is a metaphor, so nothing can be damaged or misorganized. Uh, so that's really it. I just want to take your mind off stuff. Kind of amusing, but you know, kind of very kind of amusing, very strange. Uh, so it's not for everybody. But I'm, uh, it's a good intention. Like I said, uh, I want to create a safe place. I want to send this message to you across the deep dark night. You're not the only one that can't fall asleep tonight. And while you may be physically alone or you may just feel alone, you know, there's a lot of other people out there. that well, we, we, we can relate. We might not know exactly what you're going through. But we can relate. And I can feel for you, believe me. I've been there, and and that's what underlines my desire to do this show. Uh, otherwise, it'd be you know if if there wasn't a good intention and the potential to help people fall asleep, this would be incredibly embarrassing. Clearly, uh, but it's not. It's not at all uh, because I want to help. You know, and, and this it just seems to work for some people, and, and I put put a lot of work into it. But because it's kind of fun, I guess. And and what can I say? I'm grateful to be here. I really hope, I really desire to help you fall asleep. And thanks for coming by. Uh, before, before, we, before we get to the housekeeping, once again, this show is sponsored by Audible. So make sure you go to uh, uh, audible.com slash lulls, L-U-L-L-Z. Thank you, Audible, so much for sponsoring the show. And if you go over there, audible.com slash lulls, get a 30-day free trial, download a book, let me know about it. Audible.com slash lulls, thanks. Uh, housekeeping-wise, we're on the web, www.sleepwithmepodcast.com. Older episodes are there. You can comment on the website. You can email me feedback at sleepwithmepodcast.com. You can get me on Twitter at Dear Scooter on Facebook at Sleep With Me Podcast. I want to thank Chris Posty Posterson from Sounds Like an Earful, who does our music. He edits some shows. I want to thank Scotty and Jennifer on our artwork. We've got a Facebook group over at sleepwithmepodcast.com slash nods, N-O-D-S. And I want to thank uh, Jennifer B., Rachel L. to the G., Alexandra, Julie C., Laura, and Lytle I over there. Uh, those are our moderators. I want to thank Latitude on our subreddit at sleepwithmepodcast.com slash reddit or over on reddit at sleepwithme. And yeah, that was available. I can't believe that. Thanks, Latitude. I want to thank Leos, uh, L-L-Y-A-S-S, for the nice uh, medium uh, posting on the, about the podcast. And I think that's it. And seriously, this is like a, a big test for us with this these sponsors. So uh, the first couple sponsors, really, if you choose to, you don't have to. Uh, subscribe over there on Audible. It's going to be a huge help for the show. Uh, to set a precedent, and I would not let any sponsors on a show that I didn't believe in. And this is one of the companies that has supported so many podcasts, and it's offering something so many people still already use. So please, please, if you have a chance to check that out. And let's get on to the show. All right, we're doing a red pen run-through for 29, Kafano, Kafano. 
I'm just going to look through here first. It looks like I only have Spanish words on page one. So, uh, dulce son Dios. Uh, did, did not look up. Uh, what about colores and texturas? Spelled that wrong, but that must be colors and textures. Uh, you know what? Colors and textures of what? Ooh, colors and textures of Cataplato each dish. And Scoots, what are you cooking up for us next? Well, it'll be a little bit inconfundible. Yeah, because I'm going to put each dish in confusingly. Then I'm going to a la Kazan. I'm going to reach, you know, overreach, actually. And I've been doing that desse de la infancia uh, since childhood. It's like a sabor con corazón. A flavor from the heart, I believe. And they say, well, Scoots, you know, I'm worried about, you know, it's the new year. I'm like watching well, Cunto Peso in that Corazon flavor. Sabor con Corazon. Uh, you're saying Cunto Peso, Peso, how much weight? I'll tell you what, with the magic of Scooter Care, Secos Esta Libra, we remove the pound. Uh... And you're shaking your head, I can see, because you're saying explotados. You already feel exploited, and I haven't even told you how our program works. Well, Aver, let's see, because I'm about to make it up right here. Uh, Hacienda Quinta, I say, there's a house accounts or something. I'll tell you what, you grab a 20-sided, why don't you, you know, let's take some pounds off that die. Let's make that 20-sided die an 18-sided die. And, you know, there's, you know, two two dice. And let's uh, let's do some uh, throwing, which I lost my, a chando, uh, some throwing things. You know, you always got to, don't you have to do a throwing roll? Don't give me that de-sacarado look, that sassy look. Ooh. Actually, I looked at you. Might be in our new ad campaign. It's a nice little desarrado. Actually, uh, so sassy. You know, when I look at you, I say cifra no se capaz. A figure is not able. It can't be that wonderful. Is is a? Oh, you're a mannequin. Ooh, that's why you're not speaking to me. Oh, yeah, then the Cifra no se capaz, your figure is not able to be real. Uh, well, I'm going to have to volvio this one to uh, Tinder because this isn't a real human. Maybe I shouldn't say that all my dates should know justo es justo, that fair is fair. And, you know, pretend they're Billie Jean on my dates because that's what Billie Jean used to say, justo es justo. What are we fighting for? Uh, fair is fair. Because there's nowhere we can run to anymore. And basically, that was a metaphor for Estan Egal. They are equal. All are equal. Uh, no sexism, no ageism. Uh, you know, Puedo, may, may I just get out of my soapbox and start talking? Because I already did. Uh, poor Los Menos, at least uh, ask your permission afterwards. You, you know, I'm trying not to sing, but this now, this one makes it hard. Uh, benga, benga, hermano. Uh, it's come, come, you know, my brother. Which makes me, there's so many good songs that say, you know, come, come. Uh, you know, you say, but hermano. You say, hey, come on over, let's hang. And you might say, if, if you come over, though, you know, no rascar, no scratching. 
I will not oh ho I store. I won't turn a blind eye to uh uh esta picando uh, to your itching your eye itching even. As a matter of fact, Adamus, I'll make an addition. You know, I'll help you because I'll I'll become your uh, porista, your cheerleader. I know you do, you're shaking your head. Yes, I did say I'll become your porista, your cheerleader. I must confessar. I confess. You know, I usually put cheering abajo below my attendo, my attempts. You know, to be negative. Uh, don't they may? That's where I kind of start. You know, bear conesso. That's what I do with things. You know, bring them down, negativity, except Salvo, except now. I'm going to start contarmosing, telling it unlike it is with cheer, cheers, but not now, because that would be too stimulante, too stimulating, you know, for bedtime. Real cheers. But I'll use words, and they'll be parzaka. It'll seem like they're cheers, like I'm a porista, a cheerleader. And I'll say, come on, let's gather around in a manada, a herd. Yeah, it's a cheering herd, a cheer herd. You've never heard of that? Absurdo. It sounds absurd. Well, I'll tell you, absurd is our first cheer. Can you say this with me? Isus ambientes eran opresivos. Ready, everybody together. Isus ambientes eran opresivos. Bos. And their environments were oppressive. Uh, yeah. Uh, Divinus, it's divine. That is a divine cheer. Well, it's more about the earth, you know, and humanity. So maybe not Diva Divino. Uh, were you expecting more like, yay, canasta, make it in the baskets? That's not my style of cheers. My cheers are ayudo, I help by cheering. Uh, just to be clear... Like, ah, uh, that's why I'm here. And you might say, I hear this all the time, a scale, it doesn't scale. Do my cheers scale out? Yeah, you just more people cheer, and you guys say, and their environments were oppressive. And no, no, don't look at me like I'm a hombrecito, a little man, uh, because did you, do you want a primo, a prize for demeaning me? Because I'm not here. I'm here to help Tuyo of yours. Uh, it's retable, it's relatable, my cheering. Uh, like uh, La Bar Plata, like washing the silver, the silverware, as they say. And I, I'm tired of hearing things like Lo dices por ellas. You know, you say about them. It's not about you or them. Uh, Sabero, I know because I've done wrong. Uh, and this might be, this is another t- tiny metaphor, as we say, pequina metaphora, uh, pero casa cado, but the home is mark s mercado, mercado, in this case, the home's the market. That's where it starts, where the rubber meets the road. All I can do is aconsejo, advise, you know, and I can make cheers, I can make Brenda, I can make offers. But as long as I'm ro de ado, uh, surrounded, you know, by my herd of cheerers, you know, I'm not going to pay impuestos, taxes. Uh, you you got to see what show we have. I'm going to dress up as a medial burro, a half donkey. 
And I know what you're saying. Are you going to be, of course, I'm going to be, you know, humor. It's for humor. It's, that's not a metaphor. Assunto, it does matter which part of the donkey I am. Because then I can say I'm an ass's ass, you know. I've been looking forward to that my whole life. And no, that's not sucia. That's not dirty to say. Because it's an ass and it's not really a sucio. Sucia? Sucio. I don't know. Uh, exitoso? Is it going to be successful, my cheer? Well, I don't have the cheer yet. I just had the costume picked out online. I don't even have it. You know, I've had a little rebaja, a reduction in our cheering budget from uh, zero to unlikely. Well, you know, if that's what a Allegra, you know, my happiness, that's not tied to our cheering budget. Because when I get ready to cheer, there's only one question uh, that I have to ask myself. Lo noto, uh, do I feel it? You know, do, do, K, KSL, lo noto. And you might look at me like dubioso, it's doubtful. But I'll get a couple of gamellos inside a twin outfit, a couple of twins inside of uh, some burrow outfits. And once you see the meteor burrow and they're chasing it, and then it'll be confusing. And that's my way of uh, asilados, uh, giving. Oh no, dando, I think it's giving dando. You know, I, I'm tired of being isolados, isolated, and worrying about a cabe, the ends. I'm ready for the world to be ready for Amun, Amun, Amento, Amento Bellows, a rapid increase in cheering. And I'm ready to gnar to earn it. And I'll tell you what, my cheers are going to go right to, straight to the top. And I'm going to be poor Prima Vez, uh, prime time with my cheering. It'll be on 8 p.m. And, uh, you know, on maybe on the cheer channel, hopefully on something more, you know. And, you know, I don't, I'm tired of being a Cusio, a door jam. And, yeah, I have some crispons, some twitches in the routines because uh, Reciado, I've lapsed in my training but it's time to commenzar, to commence to begin. Uh, you know, some people, much like the kid with the wax wings and his papa, have to treve, have to dare. Uh, they have to ningin, ningun, uh, refuse, uh, you know, all sensibility and just cheer. Ramas, branches of cheerful joy. Without days descansar, without rest. And you know what happens when you take this road? Extend, extiende, it spreads, extends to all people. I just want to, you know, extiende my burrow cheers. And say, benga, benga, uh, medio burrow. Come, come, my, my half burrow. Or sigue, sigue, you could say, follow, follow, my medio burrow. And then I'll know, and you'll know, Yegaste, that you've arrived for the show. Let me know, because I'll get you tickets. And you might say, Tokaba, have I played any shows before as a burrow? No, not yet. Well, let me lay some of the other cheers on you, metaphorical ones. Un caja como porcelier. Ready, everybody? Un caja. Uh, como porcelier, a box as to leave, 
a box asked to leave. Wrap your head around that. Isn't, is that or is that not Maslindo del Mundo? The most beautiful cheer in the world. No, it's not Maslindo del Mundo. Well, you know, if you, you this is what I say about your opinion. Can, 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 uh, put a padlock on it. Era, era, it was, was. Remember that band? Wasn't that Don Was or something? Uh, you know, Parcio Atenta. You say I seemed watchful, you know. And I, I, you know, I'm sick of the world, my past, in fear. No, it was like a hell, a life without cheering and dressing as a burrow. Uh, un lado, uh, as an aside, I'm looking for money to get the burrow costume. If I don't get it, there will be a tristeza, a sadness in me. But if I need to, I'll complete, you know, I'll comply. Because usually after the shows, we get banned from that area forever. And I'll, but let me tell you this, Pensaba, I'm not giving a thought, Pensaba, to giving up ever. Unless we have to play, pay a lot of impuestos, taxes. Uh, Contamos, tell me this. Uh, what's your meta? What's your goal with my cheering? You know, what, what do you want me to accomplish through you by cheering you on? What's your meta? Well, that is an Asparos look. That's a harsh look. Because uh, cheering and to cheer, the act of cheering, of to, to, uh, of projecting cheers, that's impagable, is priceless, you know. And, sir, you could go through life and you could sacar la plata. You could get the money, but you'll never get the impagable feeling, the priceless feeling of a cheer, of a herd cheer, dressed as an ass's ass. And uh, solo tania, I just had an idea. Solo tania, apostar. Uh, you want to make a bet that uh, I'll have more joy uh, cheering than you'll have jeering? Well, I don't know. I've cheered a lot. You're right. Why don't we call it uh, incluso? Why don't we call it even? Or we could bet a centavo, a cent, a penny. And then Caridad uh, donated to charity, whoever wins. Because I'd really like to teach you my metodo, my methods of cheering. Uh, uh, vale? Okay. Okay, well, let's set a date. Oh, don't all be, be dar. Don't forget, because I'm looking forward to it, all right? All right, sounds good. Bye-bye. All right, so we're talking about Kafka Kano. Yeah, I think this is Metastasis episode 29. And it starts off with a farm. It was like, is this a farm ad? It shows a good life, uh, fresh food, handmade. And then we hear Boyos uh, Hermanos. And then it looks like a tia, an aunt or a grandmother, abuela, is uh, making. And they say, Sabor con Corizon. And then we see blue azul glass, lots of it. And then we see tubs of it, Jose and Walt, and then people bagging bags of it in smaller batches. And then we see it go into the chicken seasoning, and it gets some kind of UV stamping. 
And then we have Goose watching the trucks go out to the world. Jose's weighing a batch of blue meth now. And they're talking about the weight, I think, and then him and Walter are arguing about some sort of mass. I said, what? Okay, what are they arguing about? About the money they're losing? And Wolf seems to be not interested, and he's like, Chow, baby, I'm out. And Jose flips him off. I think he did a double flip off as Walt went up the uh, spiral staircase. And we go to Henry's room, and there's some tidying up going on. I think uh, Marie is doing some tidying up. And Gomez shows up. He says, uh, hey, man, you you look pretty good, Henry. And Henry did look good at the time when he was sleeping. Most people, and most people, a lot of people look good when they're sleeping. Not that I know, you know, it just, you know, hears you. But, you know, he looks good. Uh, Henry wakes up, he makes some kind of joke, and then he whispers in Gomez's ear uh, another joke. And Gomez has a piece of paper, then we see it's he's unfolding, it's a map, it's a map of all the blue Azul locations where it's returned. And Walt watches in the background, and I think he says, like, blue, the stuff isn't here, but it's in other countries, El Salvador. And, and Henry seems to be uncomfortable physically, but he's still thinking about the case, and then whatever he says really gets Walton Cielo's attention. I thought it was something about cell phones and a double a times two. I put I don't know what that means. Walt's outside. He's drinking cafe. It looks like an espresso, maybe like some sort of coffee. Uh, Cielo walks up to him and she says, uh, "What's going on with what Gomez said?" Uh, she seems to be worried about it. And then rain floor. I don't know what that means. Uh, rain floor. I, oh, rain. There's rain, and then there's a floor, and then there's circle. There's a circle, a, sh- a sharing circle. Everyone's sitting in these square pillow seats, and most of them have pillows on their pillow seats. It's kind of like a beanbag, but square. And we see the guy who was reading, leading the rehab uh, that Jose uh, went to, and this is some kind of. It's a meeting. And he says, hey, Jose, you want to share? And then whatever Jose says, the guy talks about Kafka, and Jose seems to dig this Kafka reference. Henry, Maria, and Cielo are up next, are reading the cards from the flowers and the baskets that have come. And I said, are they from famous people? Question mark. There's a fruit, fruit basket with chocolates. The doc rolls in. Henry looks very detached at this point. And then we have a great thing for anybody that watches Better Call Saul, because we have Saul at the nail shop. He's getting a pedicure and a massage. He might even be getting a manicure. But we say, oh, wow, that, that's the nail shop from Better Call Saul, which is cool, uh, I think. And Jose rolls into the room. He talks to Saul. Uh, he doesn't like what he hears, but he gets Saul's attention. Saul seems mad, worried. And we have Cielo and Maria. They're talking about Henry. They're talking about money. And then they're talking about the next steps and how much it's going to cost. And Maria seems mad. She seems sad. 
And then we have a point of view from a table. It's Jose and Saul, and it's Saul using nail stuff to make a metaphor uh, for Jose's benefit. And I didn't know if it was about money laundering or, you know, creating kind of like layers of uh, protection with your underlings. But uh, he's using, he says, you know, this guy does this. And he says, this is how you keep it on the down low. Uh, Then when you can see those lovely veggie plates that Gus is known to have, you know, to encourage consumption of vegetables outside of Los Pollos Hermanos. Uh, And then Walt and Gus are having a little meeting, and Gus is like, "Uh, what are you worried about? Tell me, digame. And Walt makes a point about double question mark, I didn't know, Mexico question mark, or jefe cartel. And then Walt's like, what about when our contract is up? What what happens then? What is the plan? And the next scene was confusing. Walt's in a cab. He seems to be riding through the countryside. Uh, He says something to the cab driver. I couldn't tell. Is it like, these are good tunes? Are you doing a good job driving me around? But then Walt pulls out a stack of cash for a double question mark. And then it's like, oh, to drive? And the cabbie buckles up, Walt drives, and the look on his face changes. He starts to look free. He looks a little bit lost in the moment, and then he plays a little chicken, and he he really freaks the cabbie out. Walt drives fast, and then he gets out. He grins. He, He seems so free now. And then we have the exterior of a beautiful house, and it's like, oh, it's a rehab. It's a rehab circle. And there was a lot to take in here, so probably be more in the red Ben room through. But there's uh, uh, people, there's a checkered green shirt who's interested. Uh, then there's a guy in a gray shirt, he's crying. Uh, then there's a guy with glasses, he has a huge black jacket. He's not sweating, but he should be. His jacket's just enormous. Uh, then we have a really shifty guy who's also got a hot jacket on a felt. looked like it was made of felt or some felt-like material. Very heavy and hot. And he's not sweating either. After that, we had a guy with a KR jacket or sweater. He's moving. He can't sit still. Uh, then Jose's like, you know, he's like, I'm sick of the scooter looking at, he says, I'm out, I'm going to the bathroom before a scooter talks about what I'm wearing. And then we have, now for all these Americans, before you jerk your knees, I want you to listen and say this, a lot of times the other countries of the world are way ahead of us for some reason. And this is a case because Maria's drinking wine and it's from a Tetra pack, which is like, uh, you know, the kind of thing that, uh. I don't know, it's kind of like a milk carton, but it's, you know, fancier. They call it a Tetra Pack, uh, and she's drinking wine out of it, and uh, white wine. And for some reason, these things are slower to catch on here in the U.S., but it makes sense it's, like, lighter. I mean, if I was still drinking, I always had plans for these Tetra Packs. I'm like, think all the, I, don't, I didn't drink a lot of wine, but I thought to myself, think all the places I could sneak in wine to now. Uh, so when you're thinking like that, it's like, oh boy, that's trouble. Where you don't drink wine, Scooter, but if I need to, I could sneak it in. Don't you see the fun we're going to have? Okay, okay. That's what it says. So now I just don't drink. That's easy. It makes it a lot easier. 
Uh, but they're talking, her and Cielo, the doorbell rings, Cielo, or, uh, Maria takes a huge gulp of wine. Of course, I was watching that wine. Uh, and it's Martine at the door. And Maria rushes to the door. She's like, who's this guy? And Cielo's like, this is my boss. And she's like, what's he doing here? So thanks for the thanks. And she says, let me leave you guys alone. We're back at rehab, the circle, the meeting. Or maybe it's a do- everyone's in chairs, but it's the same meeting. I, I guess I forgot to note that, or maybe I did. Jose comes back from the bathroom. Also, the leader was in the same sweater uh, that he had when Jose got out of rehab, the same sweater that Walter White wore on an episode of Breaking Bad. And also a sweater that I couldn't quite put a color to. It's not salmon or coral. And it's not wine-colored, not quite purple, not quite red, but not purple-red or red-purple. And it kind of reminded me of a color you'd see on a CGA monitor. Uh, I I just put RGB purple, but I don't think that's what it was, because RGB stands for red, green, blue, I think. Uh, CGA color graphics adapter. I don't know, but I could not. I could not adapt my vocabulary to identify the color of this sweater. Uh, almost a pretty nice sweater, uh, a very uh, a soft color. Uh, Jose talks. He gets everyone's attention as he shares, and I couldn't tell. It's like, is he talking about Gordo? And even. Even guys digging it. I don't, I don't know which guy that was. Um, I guess a rehab guy. Oh, yeah, the rehab guy's very proud and happy. Uh, we're with Martine and Cielo. Martine's really grilling Cielo, and she says, later. And then she says, no. And then he says, okay, I think displace is later, because then he says, okay, displace. And then he's like, she's like, let's talk more at work. And he's like, okay. And then he goes to give her a kiss on the lips. And it's a fish kiss or whatever, cold kiss. Cielo uh, does the old, she, like, she's like, you it would have been more appropriate to peck her, where he was kind of going in, not for a make-out, just a full-lip kiss, you know. And she, But she was like, you know, she was like, no, no, no. I mean, she, she, she kind of like this, it was like a passive, well, there's passive listening to, what did I call Reflective kiss. That's what she actually gave him was a reflective kiss. It's a subtle thing, but we've all had that. It's like your kiss isn't rejected. It's not returned. It's this passive, uh, but it's also not a total fish kiss or like a limp kiss. But you could tell your kiss is being reflected back to you. Or sometimes you can't, you're like, was that a reflective kiss? Or was that a dead kiss? Or was that just a, hey, I didn't brush my teeth kiss? And he say, Scoots, that's your hand in the mirror. You're making out with your hand again. And I say, yeah, I got to be ready. Remember, you guys told me I'm doomed. Oh, that's right. Sorry, Scoots. Get back to work with that uh, reflective kissing of your hand. Uh, then we're at lunch. Or At first, I thought it was lunch. Then I saw orange juice. I said, oh, maybe this is breakfast. And it's Jose, Mono, and Sweaty Mohawk. And I think Mono's having some sort of tamales or something wrapped in a, a leaf or a husk in a tamales, a husk. And it seems like they're talking business. They're talking Pablo Escobar. Jose has an idea that he pitches them. 
Then we're at the lab. Jose's listening to his headphones with uh, loud music. He's weighing meth. And he's definitely doing something shady. I couldn't figure out what it was, but he's up to something. Like fumbling. Well, it's cleaning up. Uh, then, boom, we're right back at another meeting. This feels like uh, it's good. You should, this is what Jose needs for sure. And he's at a meeting, and then we see Mono's there. He says, my name's Mauricio. And he's at the meeting. He laughs. He's sharing. He's laughing about meth versus meta, methamphetamine. And then I don't know what kind of meeting this is, what the rules are, but Sweaty Mohawk does crosstalk where he interrupts or comments on what uh, Mono's saying, Mauricio. Uh, uh, you know, I don't know what the rules are, if that's allowed. Mono shares, a couple of people laugh, uh, they try to hide that they're laughing at him. Uh, Sweaty Mohawk starts commenting on something, how good the mess can be, I don't know. Mono cries, whatever he's overcome. And then we see a lot of bills, or Henry's bills at the hospital, and Marie and Cielo are going through them. Uh, Walt's there too, and Cielo says, Hey, I think I want to give you guys some, some money. And Walt's like, Oh, no, no, no. And Cielo seems to bust out some lie. And then she makes a speech to Walt, like, uh, and Maria, like, What if, what is their family? Without family, there's nothing or something. And Maria's still like, What? And then we're outside the hospital, and Walt gives, oh, I cannot, oh, Walt gives disbelief to Cielo. But she says, you owe it to him, uh, to Henry. And then Walt stands there alone, thinking, and the episode comes to a close. All right, so here we are, we're talking about Kafka's Breaking Bad, Season 3. Episode nine, and it starts out with uh, like something that if I hadn't just watched the uh, Colombian version, I would say, What's going on? It's a commercial, it seems like a television commercial. And the high point is when it says Los Polios is a subsidiary of Madrigal Automotive GmbH or something. I didn't pause it, so I don't know exactly. And there's spices, there's burrows, there's bellows. I don't know what that means. Let me see. Are bells maybe ringing or bell peppers? I know there's bell peppers in there. And then they said, people called them Los Bolos Hermanos, the Chicken Brothers. Oh, there's the bell peppers. Then there's chickens, chicken pieces falling from heaven. And anybody that listens to the podcast knows I love uh, chicken, chicken, so much when I had my when I turned forty, I, and this is maybe a little bit. I said, "Well, I just want to eat chicken alone from Popeyes," and that's what I did. Uh, uh, so, wow, that's embarrassing a little bit, but you know that's what I did. I'm not going to lie. You know, there's no reason to lie about it since I brought it up. But that's what, you know, I thought about it. That's what I would have, like, I wouldn't have wanted it to fall like that because I wouldn't want to lose any of it. And I'd probably say, well, I don't know if I want all my chicken exposed to the air like that. You know, just put it on the nice wider shelves like they do at the chicken places. Uh, anyway, let's move on because, you know, I'm, I'm turning red 
if you can't tell. Um, now, with the chicken falling becomes blue azul, blue mess as it falls from the heaven. And then they say, one taste and you'll know. Uh, and I say, oh boy, that sounds good. And then we see their packing bins, uh, Jesse and Walt. And we see people uh, under the supervision of Gus's guy there picking, packing little smaller bags. And they're going, uh, we see a sign that says Elmo, Elmo Gordo. And I think they put in this stuff in the bins. I don't see where I wrote that down here. Of the uh, the chicken, uh, what do you call that? The paste, what do you call that? That you dip it in. It'll come to me. And then the trucks go out and Gus watches. And then we're back in. Oh, Jesse's uh, weighing the bins. And the bin is uh, two, uh, 201.6. And it's like, well, it's like better over than under. And just like, that's a pound and a half. Like, I thought we were precise. And Jesse's like, whatever, we can save it for next week. And Walt goes, we ship it as is. And he's like, wait, is this a charity? No, we'll take it out. Well, it's like, leave it. One batch, one ship. Uh, stop complicating things. And Jesse's like, We're, you're giving him free meth. And Walt's like, you get paid well. And Jesse says, I've been crunching numbers. Walt's like, really? And ain't got to be a mathematician to figure out this deal we got is a BS. And he's like, well, it's like a million and a half. And Jesse says, uh, well, okay, what do you think he's getting? And he says, uh, Oh, wait, what did I say here? Walt's back in boxers. I don't know what that means. Is he back wearing boxers? I don't remember seeing that, but uh, he says, okay. So he says, uh, he goes, let's say he's getting 40 a pound, and we're making 200 pounds a week for three months. He goes, uh, and what happens at the end of the three months? And so anyway... He goes, 200 pounds a week for three months. That's 2,400 pounds. 2,400 times 40,000. And he says, I checked this 10 times. is $96 million. And he goes, that's 96. We got three. It's messed up. So messed up. And Walt's like, you're a millionaire and you're complaining? And Walt's like, no, no, no. And Jesse goes, this is uh, like this line. He goes, hey, yo, we, we got to hash this out. And he goes, what's more important than money? And that's question mark. And the next thing we see is a hospital. And Marie's doesn't like the hospital pillows. She says these are, you know, no good. She's in triple purple and jeans, you know, regular blue jeans. She has purple sweater, purple shirt, and a purple necklace. Gomez shows up with a manila envelope. And Hank says, hey, come here. And then he just calls uh, Gomez a name. And everybody's like burned, and Gomez's like, "I'm glad you have your humor back." He's like, "Uh, hey, you want to check this out? I've been keeping an eye on the blue meth, and I get this map here, and it's appearing everywhere, uh, even here in town." And uh, that's when Walt was like, "Wait a second, what?" 
And he says, uh, how is, somebody says, how was that? And then Marie's like, you know, no more shop talk. Oh, I think Hank had said, how is this supposed to make me feel better? And Gomez says, because you were right. You saw this coming. And he says, oh, it was a day late and a dollar short then, because uh, I didn't see it coming. And then they spill the beans. Uh, Hank spills the beans about this uh, warning call that came in. And even Walt's shocked. He's like, what? And then Hank's like, you know, he's in a little bit of pain. So Skyler tries to calm him down. And then Walt's in his car. He's smoothing his mind. Something's on his mind. Smoothing his mind is what my handwriting made it look like. He buckles up. Skyler gets the car. And Skyler wants to, you know, make sure everything's all right with Walt, with him and everybody else, with everything that's happened. And she even gives, like, she asks Walt if he, how he's, she gives him this very soft look. And then there's, like, this high shot of the parking lot from kind of dusk and dawn, either dusk or dawn, I put it, I think probably dusk, but. And then Jesse's in a meeting. And they're like, how are you doing? He's like, well, I got a job at a laundromat, corporate laundromat. Like rigid, red tape, my boss is a jerk, my owner's a super jerk. Not worthy to meet him, everybody's nervous. He goes, everybody's, and then the guy says, uh, sounds kind of Kafka-esque. And Jesse goes, yeah, totally Kafka-esque, majorly, which is great. Then me, uh, Marie and, uh, I put Cielo, but it's Skyler. They're talking chrysanthemums. They're talking goodie baskets, cheese sticks. She's like, you had me at cheese sticks. That was good. That was in the goodie basket. And they're like, oh, this is from Ted Bernanke. Ted Bernanke. I always want to say Bernanke. They're from uh, Fred, Chairman of the Fed Bernanke. Okay, and then the doctor comes in, and I put Hank not so subtle when doctor tests him, and... Uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess I'm not sure what I meant by that. Hank, not so subtle when doctor tests him. Because uh, he was still giving the numbers. The doctor's like, okay, that's good. And then Marie's like, is that good news? He's like, well, yeah, kind of, you know, good news, kind of. Uh. And then Marie meets with the doctor and the doctor's trying to manage the expectations, and then the hospital administrator's there, and they're talking about what the insurance covers. And the doctor says, yeah, your therapists and your network are mostly fine. And they're like, mostly fine? Well, that's a ringing endorsement. And this becomes kind of like the unfortunate way things are here in the USA with insurance and health care. And, you know, it can be frustrating. Administrator, I can see your frustration. And that if you, okay, money talks in this case, you know, it's like, well, you, oh, you need care? Well, judge, can you, you know, can you afford to pay for it? Because, uh, you know, we don't really, you know, Korean, I don't know, it's, it could get too political, I guess. But it doesn't seem like it says, hey, am I your key, you know, am I my brother and sister's keeper? Or not, or whatever, or my, you know, says, well, I mean, the doctor seems to want to help. And it seems more of an indictment, indictment of the system than the people involved in it, which seems to be kind of the truth a lot of the time. 
Then we see your foot being massaged. It's Saul's foot. And he has another, he has a clip on his collar again. I said, is that his tie clip or a hair clip? I still don't know. And Jesse comes in. He goes, hey, he goes he's here for the free tr- treatment too. Take off your shoes. Let's get back to, let's get some exfoliation in. And Saul's like, well, okay, where's the maestro? Out park in the minivan? And Jesse's like, what, are we a team? He goes, why am I here? And Saul's like, well, I was going to have you, he goes, this is good news because you're going to flip a coin. He goes, this is yours now. And Jesse's like, what? He goes, you own this place. And Jesse's like, for free. And Saul's just laughs, for free. And no, no, no. He goes, this is a squeaky clean, you know, place to launder your money. 300 G's. And Jesse's like, 300 G's. He goes, this is the best money laundry a growing boy could ask for. And Jesse said, what? And he goes, okay, leave. we'll need to talk to, you know, father figure, one of your father figures to you. And he's like, don't you know you have to launder your money? He goes, do you, he goes, do you understand it? And Jesse's like, I don't care. I don't want a nail salon. And he goes, this is the thing. He goes, IRS is where you're going to get busted. And so he uses the nail. He goes, here's you, pink, pink nail polish. He goes, pink, pinkman. Here's your cash. You know, we party hardy. That tax man's going to come and find you. He goes, it's worse than being a drug dealer. So, and he goes, they can take everything. He goes, where'd you go wrong? He goes, okay, you take your money, you do a placement. Let me see. He goes, the cat, I think the cotton balls, they can't, the more the money. And the lid was the tax man. And then you go to the can, ouch. And then the Q-tips, which were pink as well. The shafts of the Q-tips were pink. And he goes, you know, you take your money, you put it into this cash flow. That's the placement. Uh, that's layering, you know, put it into the cash flow integration, you know, then your revenues from the salon go to you. And he goes, then it's clean taxable income, a savvy investment. And just like, so you wanted me to buy this so I can pay taxes? I'm a criminal, yo. And he goes, do you want to be a criminal or a convict? You know, listen to your lawyer. And Jesse goes, so you can take your 5%. He goes, no, no, 17%. And Jesse's like, I thought it was 5 He goes, yeah, for Walt, he negotiated. And Jesse leaves, you know, frustrated. Then we see Walt driving. He sees some Los Polios trucks down. He drives down to the headquarters. We see Gus's car. Gus is at a portable classroom office. They sit at these two long tables pushed together, stark, no tablecloths, a veggie, veggie plate there. And they sit down to talk. And Gus is like, Walter, you seem troubled. How can I help? And Walt's like, well, I want to clear the air. You know, I don't want a mis- misunderstanding with us, so let me lay my cards on the table. It's the best way to do business. He goes, somebody called Hank. And he goes, I think that person was also protecting me, who was, you know, really the staring person. And he goes, because of this interloper or whatever, 
He goes, he helped me, but I think he's playing a deeper game. You know, playing two sides against each other to cut off the meth supply so he could take advantage of it. And he goes, we're both adults, uh, but I, you know, I think, you know, I owe you a lot. And more than that, I respect how, you know, again, I love saying how much I respect you, Gus, and how I would have done like you. But he goes, one thing that troubles him is, what happens after three months? It didn't trouble me, trouble Jesse, but, uh, you know, I'll bring it up. And he goes, well, Gus, like, what do you want? He goes, for, you know, provide for my family. And Gus, like, well, three million for three months, that equals 12 million a year. Let's call it 15, open ended. And I say, okay. Uh, I guess I underline more than once. Much deeper game. I like that. And at one point, they do close-ups of both of them alternating in dialogue, and both their faces are half in light and half in dark. I love my life more. I respect a strategy. At one point, Gus shows nothing on his face. He's totally stone-faced. And then posture-wise, Walt was hunched over a little bit where Gus was sitting straight up. Uh, then we have Walt driving. And he's still got the blue tape on his windshield as he drives. He's trying to release, so he drives faster. He's got his open mouth, so then he drives faster. He's grimacing, and then he closes his eyes. He has a close miss. He gets out of his car. There's a water tower in the background. And he breathes. He turns his hazard lights on as he like kind of celebrates this release of uh, this confrontation with Gus, I guess, or, or getting what he wanted. And then he squeaks onto the road. Then we have another meeting uh, with, like, uh, with Jesse and them. They're talking about triggers, the leaders, like, anybody want to take a turn? He goes, Jesse, you were talking about work. He goes, what would you do if you had the chance to do whatever you wanted? And then Aaron Paul kind of takes, puts schools in session because Aaron Paul is going to act it up great scene. So the guy goes, what would you if you could do anything? And Jesse's like, work with my hands. And he goes, you know, because I had to take vocational tech, vote tech, because I was a, you know, screw up. He goes, I had this one teacher, Marine, and he had this thing for making a box, a wooden box, to put stuff in. So Jesse's like, I figured I was going to get it done fast and then cut class. But I wouldn't fail because I made the box. And this is similar, you know, thematically to Walt in some sense, but not with the same intention on the teacher's side, I think. Because the teacher's, Jesse turns in the box, the teacher says, uh, is that the best you can do? And Jesse says, at first I thought, yeah, hell yeah, biatch. Now give me a D so I can go out and smoke up. But Jesse said it was something about the way he said it. He said, he said it neutrally, kind of. It wasn't saying it sucked, but he was saying, is that all you have? And Jesse said, you know, I think I can do better. So I made the greatest box. Peruvian walnut, inlaid zebra wood, pegs, no screws. Uh, sanded it till it was smooth, rubbed it with tongue oil, T-U-N-G. I figured it was T-U-U-N-G, but... He goes, it was rich and dark, it smelled good. And the guy said, what did you have in the box? Jesse goes, I gave it to my mom. And the guy said, well, you know what I mean? It's never too late. Art co-ops, whatever. And just like, I didn't get to my mom. I sold it for an ounce of weed. And then we have Cielo Marie drinking wine, talking insurance, ding-dong, Ted's at the door. 
And, of course, Marie's, or Skyler's, Maria, Marie's like, are, are you going to come in? And Ted's like, uh, guilt trips, Skyler, he's needy, I think. And Skyler's like, don't make me do this, you know, right now. Like, totally tell you that it was just a, you know, didn't mean anything. But Ted kind of needs to hear that, so it's really awkward because uh, Ted keeps pushing and then we have lunch uh, with Jesse and the boys, and they're talking about the RV, Stone Loss, Pete calls it, I think. And it's like, oh, so much freedom, you know, being able to do what I wanted. What's the point of outlaw if you got responsibility? And then uh, Badger's like, Darth Vader had responsibilities. He was responsible for the, that Death Star. And then Pete, Skinny Pete says, true that, two of them. And Jesse's kind of like talking about how he's about to pay taxes. He goes, what is, that's Kafka-esque. And I think Pete says, church, man. And then Jesse's like, let's, let's crank up the business, man. I got to, you know, the guys are thinking small, but Jesse's thinking big. And he's got a whole new plan, a whole new market. Then we have wall cleaning, very OCD cleaning, very, very hardcore cleaning. Uh, Jesse's weighing the math and listening to music, and he says it's uh, 201.8, but it's really 202.1. So just a little slide off of there, cheating the scale somehow. I couldn't, you know, couldn't figure it out. Uh, and then we're at another meeting, and guess who's sharing but Brandon, a.k.a. Badger. And he's, like, talking about the math, but then him and Pete go, and they say, oh, this blue math is the worst. So good, it's so bad. And everybody in there is kind of drooling as they talk about it. You know, how good it is. They hear it's back in town. Everybody's perking up, and Jesse's just got his evil smile. He says, you know, well, maybe I'm the bad guy. That smile, which is great. Uh, in my opinion. Uh, then we're at Hank's room. Walt's staring. And then we have this new thing, you know, they're talking about, you know, what are we going to do? There's no money. This guy's a hero. And they're not going to take care of him. Find out Frank, Hank's 43, which I don't know. I was like, holy shoes. Made me nervous. And Marie's almost desperate. Walt makes all these empty. Oh, Marie will help you, but it's empty offers. And Skylar does her old, but Skylar's got a nice move where she breathes loud. So she does her breathe loud. And she says, hey, we got the money. You know, Marie, she goes, it's a, it's a long scene and it's good. But she tell, I think you should watch it for yourself because Marie or Skylar tells the lie that it's really the truth. It's so interwoven and so well done. But she makes up this lie about how Walt got the money. But it's really lean with the truth under it. And about everything that's happened and everything they've been through. And how much things have changed. But how they play, play you know, with plenty of money. Uh, and like how Walt's diagnosis pushed him to this. But she just talks about those counting cars and the statistical edge. And you know, how Walt was doing on the down low and how stressful it was. 
And then I don't even know how much money. She goes, how much money, Walt? And Walt's like, well, seven figures. And then Marie's like, oh, my goodness. And even Marie's like, I can't believe you you put Skylar through. And Skylar's like, Marie, you'll take our our money and use it for Hank. Marie, we're going to help. And she's like, you know, just Walt Jr., no, 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 you can't tell Walt. Hank's got enough going on. Just keep it between us, Marie. How could you do that to her? And then Walt and Skylar are outside. And Walt goes, uh, how'd you come up with that? I mean, where did you buy? And Skylar goes, I learned from the best. And she goes, and something tells me Hank is here because of you. And I'm not forgetting that. And then there's this Walt look off of this burn by Skylar that is so good. And that's the end of the episode. Wonderful, wonderful episode, eh? All right, thank you. It's over on Twitter. I want to thank Glenn B., uh, Rachel R., Cat, uh, Y., uh, Ben C., all the way from Brazil. Thank you. Uh, Joy to see Ilias, I think that's, I think that's how you say it. I didn't have to look. He, they've been over on uh, uh, Lias. Maybe it's L-L-Y-A-A. No, no, single A, double S. But it was a nice write-up about the podcast. Very nice over on Medium. I'll link to that. I want to thank Jill and Janice. Janice, uh, Roman God, looking forward, looking back. Uh, thank you, Jill. That was a nice, and that's a beautiful, that's a beautiful uh, bust of that head. A nice beard on that, on that Janice, Janice, I think. Because I said, don't call me Janice, it's Janice. And I said, well, I don't even know if that's the correct pronunciation. No offense, but you, you guys, people stop, you're more of a, what do you call that, an amusement now. You know, throw, we just say, oh, those are the guys that used to throw thunderbolts. Uh, you can't smote anyone. You know, whatever they said, those droids that don't live here, these aren't the droids you're looking for. Uh, Julie Julie A., thank you so much. Uh, Fern Geeky Girl, thank you so much. Uh, Lori S., thank you. Andrea G., good night and thank you. Uh, Dan, F., Dan F. from Save It For The Show podcast, such a nice guy. Uh, thank you, Dan. Uh, Colleen J., uh, thank you so much and good night. Ashley A., thank you and good night. Uh, Meg B., that was who Dan was in conversation with, but I couldn't see what the conversation was about, but uh, it must have been Dan's funny, so maybe it was, I don't know. Thank you, though. Uh, Erica G., thank you and good night. Uh, Morgan M., Thank you and good night. And I'm I'm really sorry. And I hope the podcast can help you through this time. Thank you, uh, Babs. Of course, be like Babs. Thank you and good night. Uh, Aurora Jellybean. Good night and thank you, Suzanne R. Thank you and good night. Myk. Thank you and good night. Uh, Toasty Toes. Thank you and good night. Uh, Twisted Sister. Ais Aceling. Uh, thank you and good night. Mimi, watercolor, thank you and good night. Sally Ann, good old Sally Ann, thank you and good night, Sally Ann. 
That really rolls off the tongue, old Sally Ann. I mean, just saying your name, don't worry, you know. Bam said, mess that one up, oh boy. Good thing it's in the thank yous. Uh, Julie A., thank you. Miranda, thank you, and good night, Michelle P. Oh, good night. Oh, Lulu, thank you, and good night. Uh, Shanu, Shanux, I always get it. Thank you, and good night, though. Sylvia F., thank you. And good night. Uh, over on Facebook, I want to thank Penny R. Thank you, and good night. Angie, Angiska, Angiska, am I saying it right? Angiska, from, uh, all the way from Krakow, Poland. <laughs> wow. I'm crack cracking walls in Brazil and Poland, man. I can't believe it. Yeah, we, we had a, we were a nice large population of Pol Polish people in Syracuse. So, except the only thing I know is it, what's grandma. Um, there's no bad words in grandma, and I can't even remember any of it right now. Uh, Brenda F, thank you and good night. Uh, Trish H, I hope things are going a little bit better for you, thanks. Ben B, Ben H to the B, thanks, and good night. Twin Cities, number one city in falling asleep in the USA. Uh, Babs, again, Dana Z to the E, thank you, and good night. My cousin Abby, thank you, and good night. Vicky T, thank you, and good night. Kimberly M, thank you so much, and good night. HDR to you is, all, you know, what I can say. Laura, Julia H., thank you, and good night, Brian V., uh, Julie C., uh, Bobby W., thank you, and good night, Laura, uh, Debbie, Deborah K., thank you, Anya, Mandy, thank you, and good night, Elise, uh, uh, good night, Heords, thank you, and good night, Okay, uh, all these people that comment on the the troll again. Thank you and good night, Carrie, Laura, Ahab's wife, Catherine B, Shiara, Rebecca C to the H, uh, Christian, Emma W, Kate E, uh, Bernadette J, Alexandra, Miss T Day, Sarah B, two p.m. Cindy C. Linda S., Eduardo V to the G, Justin D., Gail T., good to see you, Gail, good night. Jennifer TV, thank you, and good night. Uh, Melody, Elise, thank you, and good night. Melody, thank you, and good night. T, T, thank you, and good night. Laura P., uh, thank you. Good Joe O., thank you. Silvertone, thank you. Uh, Julie G, thank you. Dustin L, thank you. Susan E to the K, thank you. Roberto B to the D, thank you. Again, it's like almost like roll call. Uh, Christian Christian B, are you here? Thank you and good night then. This is fun actually. I'm looking at my hand, pretending it's. I'm not kidding either. I'm pretending it's a, a attendance sheet, but it's my hand. Mandy H. Okay, thank you and good night. Uh, Pat C.S., oh, oh, thank you and good night. Jennifer B., yep, got you there. Good night, thank you. Uh, Mandy B. today, good night, thank you. Uh, Mary G.L., okay, thank you. Kate S.J., oh, thank you. Heowards, did I get you again? Okay, well, good night. Sarah P., okay. Ellen Q.H., okay. 
Uh, I get my teacher voice on. Deborah K. Mm-hmm. Stacy M. Okay. Good night. Uh, Charlie K. Okay. Thank you and good night. Uh, Vivian and Tom. Yep. Thank you. Oh, very nice. Good night. Kevin K. Thank you. Leon. Thank you. Okay. If that part was attendance, this would be like, I guess, like checking papers here. Okay, uh, let's see, uh, Bernadette J. Okay, uh, let's see what your presentation. Adult, ver- thank you for the iTunes reviews, by the way, superwithmepodcast.com slash iTunes. Uh, adult version of thumb sucking, uh, good thing. I can't do a voice because I feel like it's, uh, but uh, so I'll be the, I'll be the T, you know. That's uh, a good thing, well, in the sense that baby will be restless till it gets its precious dummy. Without Scooter, that's a thumb in Australia. I just do not sleep restless without scooter without fail. Puts Bernadette J right to sleep. Uh, do we need constructive criticism? One episode left. Bernadette for too long and confused. Well, that's you know that's my specialty. And if that's your crit- crit- criticism, I'll take it. Scooter scooter's a blithering, maniacal, funny man. Oh, thank you. And very attached. Thank you so much. And Bernard even started sleeping in. And Antonio Banderas. Hi, yeah. Uh, thank you, Bernadette, as always. Uh, this fit chick from the USA says good night. Uh, okay, we'll give her. Yeah, thank you, Teach. Uh, perfect to go to sleep. These stories unwind the mind without even realizing it. Even the kids are trying it out. Well, thank you. Brian C., talented rapper in Asheville, by the way, says we're dope stuff. And you can check out Brian. Just search Brian Colston. That's Brian with a Y. Uh, he's great. Uh, really, just go on YouTube. Cool videos, too. I uh, re- really respect mine's old scoots, but one month in and every night when it were hard days for Brian. Pure heart and imagination. Oh, wow, thank you. Endless possibilities. It's a thing when you need distraction. Two thumbs up. Thank you, Brian. Uh, LV, love a bear, LVA bear. It's our registered, official registered nurse of the podcast, I believe. And it says reviews are right. It's the best podcast ever. Don't suffer sleepless nights. Get tuned in. And let your boyfriend do the rest. And don't hesitate. Uh, you know, just try it out. That's what Love Bear says. Mel Boss Man. I like that. Mel Boss Man. Wasn't Mel... Wasn't there a show with Mel in a diner? Was it called Mel's Diner? It was before my time. Uh, did Rhoda have anything to, to do with it? Did anybody get their grits kissed there? That was just in the Jeffersons, I think. Uh, Mel Bossman loves me. It's, I mean, I'm just saying it right there. Loves this guy. Well, this guy. He could be saying, maybe Mel Bossman saying, well, I love myself, but this podcast is good too. Either way, that's how, it's probably healthy. Uh, CM Vernon 911. It's an emergency brain, but for my eyes, it won't turn off. Okay, oh, I didn't check out from El Okay, thanks, Teach. Yes, yeah, CM Vernon. Okay, A pluses. What about that grouch? Did you give him an A for effort from last week? Oh, I don't. I, I asked him to change glasses. Oh, thanks, Teach. Uh, CM Vernon says, uh, a running to do list in their mind. I got that one. 
and things you got to remember, difficult to sleep, keeping a pad by the bed didn't work. Because then you got to write up and write, write stuff down. This podcast is gold. Keeps the list at bay. I'm like the anti, I'm like the un-eBay. It's pretty funny. And it uh, allows the drift off, drift off, not drip off. But, you know, if you have, dri- you know, feel free to drip off if you need to. Just not near me. Feel bad, but, uh, you know, they fall asleep. Don't feel bad. And that's the whole purpose of the podcast. It's fine. And how about this one coming in? Frog Sam Sam. Isn't Sam? Well, we had Sam from, uh, there's a couple, there's a lot of, Sam's a good name for a character on a show that's not totally, well, he had Sam. Yeah, Sam's, I like Sam. It's nice to say Sam. Frog Sam Sam. It sounds like something, you know, if you bought a, a, what do you call those things, a genie lantern at a, like a third-hand store. Like, do you have any discontinued genie lanterns? Well, only the ones that cause the end, start the end of days, Scoots. Okay, can I have one of those? Because I got a magical word I'm going to try out on there. Frog Sam Sam. Nothing. What about Ali? Because it rhymes with Ali Kazam. They just read the review. Okay, no problem. Well, it was like a genie coming out of a bottle now because this review says it really works. Amazing. This podcast really works. I fall asleep much faster. Thank you, Frog Sam Sam. Thank you so much for the reviews and good night.